for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hi, we're so glad that you can join us here as we study God's Word together. And so let's be reminded that we are given this gift of life so that we can testify of who our God is and what He is doing in our life. Today is a special one as we are in concluding of the book of the book of Job. And if you've been following along from the very beginning, uh, you've seen that how uh, this has been a long and difficult journey. Uh, but when we look at the life of Job, uh, we are just amazed at how faithful he is and how he stood by God despite all the times where he could have easily denounced God or turned away from Him. And I think very few of us uh, could have been able to endure what he went through and to be uh, faithful to the very end. And so as we wrap up uh, this book of Job, uh, I want us to take a look at some important things as uh, we see in the conclusion through the words of God and how he looks upon Job and his life and all that he's done, uh, but not only him, but the other people who contributed to his life as well. So I hope that the insights that we gain, the things that we read about, will help us and that it will be applied to us uh, as we live our lives and as we help those who are suffering as well. Job chapter 42, verses 7 through 17. After the Lord had said these things to Job, he said to Eliphaz the Temanite, I am angry with you and your two friends, because you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. So now take seven bulls and seven rams, and go to my servant Job and sacrifice a burnt offering for yourselves. My servant Job will pray for you, and I will accept his prayer and not deal with you according to your folly. You have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. So Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuite, and Zophar the Namathite did what the Lord told them, and the Lord accepted Job's prayer. After Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. All his brothers and sisters and everyone who had known him before came and ate with him in his house. They comforted and consoled him over all the trouble the Lord had brought on him, and each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold ring. The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, a thousand yoke of oxen, and a thousand donkeys. And he also had seven sons and three daughters. The first daughter he named Jemimiah, the second, Keziah, and the third, Karen Hapak. Nowhere in all the land were there found women as beautiful as Job's daughters, and their father granted them an inheritance along with their brothers. After this, Job lived a hundred and forty years. He saw his children and their children 
to the fourth generation, and so Job died an old man and full of years. Now we've reached the conclusion of the book of Job, and it feels like we've been running this marathon, and it seems long, and it doesn't seem like it'll ever come to an end. But we finally get the concluding remarks, and we see how God wraps up and how God acknowledges Job and what he has done and what he has been through. Uh, and so in this, uh, God is now restoring Job to being the person that he started off as well. And before we had just heard the words that were spoken by Job and how he's come to the realization of how uh, God has been with him and that he was foolish to, to blame God and to not trust him and see that he has been actually in control of his life the entire time. And so Job repents uh, for his heart and for his attitude towards God. And he understands now uh, that God is his friend and not his enemy uh, through this time period. And so this brings much comfort uh, to Job, even though he's been suffering and really questioning all that he's been through. Uh, so we see that there's a difference between the suffering of the wicked uh, because it's punishment and then seeing the suffering of the righteous. Uh, and so that is a way of accomplishing God's higher purpose in their lives. And so we can have faith knowing that God is a God of justice and that the wicked will get what, uh, what they deserve and what the Lord believes is fitting for their lives. And for those of us who are followers of Christ, uh, we should take heart in knowing that God has a plan and that He has a purpose for us in what we go through every day of our lives. You know, one of the things that has been encouraging me during this study of Job is that our church has been studying through uh, the life of Joseph uh, at the same time, parallel. And we see how both these characters are similar in many, in many ways and how they are Christ-like and how they endure suffering uh, that was unnecessary and was not uh, because of their sin. And so uh, when I look at Job, though, I, I feel like through his challenges, uh, he seeks answers and he questions and he's looking for God to respond. And after Job's speech and his repentance, uh, God speaks and he gets the last word in uh, for his life. And so God rebukes Job's friends, even though they possessed a lot of wisdom. They had great theology, but it was not applied in the right sense of, of Job's life. And so they told Job that God was angry with him and that he was passing along judgment for the sins that he has occurred in his life. Uh, so this breaks the heart of God. Uh, and so he commands them to sacrifice a burnt offering to make atonement for their sin. And so even though as followers of Christ, uh, we may hold on to Scripture, but sometimes we can share it out of context in terms of what people are going through and what they need to hear. Uh, you know, I had a, a very dear friend who lost uh, his baby daughter uh, shortly after birth. And for a number of months, she was in the NCIU. And while she was there, uh, he, was, he would visit her every day. And 
after she, she passed, you know, people of the church would try to comfort him and they would use scripture and, and tell him that she's in a better place and that, you know, she doesn't have to suffer. And all these things were true, but for him, those were not the words that he wanted to hear. He just simply wanted to, to know that, you know, God was with him and that these friends would be there with him as well, that his, their words were doing more harm than comfort um, at that time. And so that's something that I, I took away after listening to him and hearing uh, what he went through during his crisis and his time of need. And so now for Job, he gets blessed and he receives his friends again. And we see God's kindness uh, as he restores Job uh, back to the wealth that he once had. That even though Job never asked for it, uh, God blesses him materially uh, way beyond his expectations. And so once this spiritual issue was resolved, God restores the, the material aspect of his life. And one of the critical aspects of, of this, of Job's friendship, was that Job prays for them. And I think this is something that we need to take away as well, that our, our friendships will not get restored unless we learn to pray and ask and intercede uh, that God will come and heal the hurt, the pain that we have endured uh, through this friendship. And so, and so I'm sure that this was not easy for Job to do, but as he prayed, I can see that this may have melted his heart. Maybe this gave him uh, a sense of love and that he would uh, come to, uh, again, have that close-knit friendship that he once had. And so we need to encourage and support those who have gone up against you. And so if Job didn't pray, if he didn't pray, I think his friendship would have never been fully restored as we see through this, this example of a godly man who trusts and walked with the Lord. You know what's amazing as we conclude the book of Job is that through the attacks of Satan, it made Job more blessed and more godly. And I never thought that I would see that or would have expected something like that to happen. But I hope that this will encourage you and show you that, you know, the things that what Satan will try to do to discourage you or to bring you away from God. I hope that you can learn lessons from it and that it will help you to draw closer to the Lord and that it will remind you just of how blessed you are and the things that God has provided for you and through you in your life. And I know that for me, this has been a great encouragement uh, through the entire life and through the entire book of Job and through its length. I hope that we too, as we go through life and that we can go from start to finish and that we can say that we are faithful to the end and that we want to glorify God and be closer to Him through each hardships and trial. Uh, let us pray. Uh, Father, we thank you for this blessed reminder, and I pray that you will empower your, your listeners today, that they too will find hope and encouragement uh, to be found more faithful and more blessed because they have walked with you through the storms. And so we thank you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Cgm World, the stepping in closer. Cgm.